0: learning so, so they're like eating spaghetti with their hands
1: <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Those and are my kind of people uh, i mean can
1: like, anything be finger food if you try hard <laughs> that's, <enough>? right, <laughs> that's right that's <laughs> right theoretically yeah
2: i have no idea what we were talking about what Finger food and eating oh. spaghetti
1: with our hands. Uh, uh, this is another one where I didn't have my headphones on. Uh, that was when Jen was talking about uh, introducing Cato to some of the other people in the Ethiopian community and how they like mostly eat with their hands, and Jen brought spaghetti. <laughs> well, if you're watching, you've
2: probably—watching or listening, I suppose— probably heard the news about our announcement last week. We went live with um, the news that has been going on behind the scenes for several months, which is um, going to be our next taproom location, which we have um, named the Tap House and Kitchen. It is um, going to be basically a, a full taproom with a kitchen in it, just like our existing location with one Um, major difference in the fact that that um, we're not partnering with another food business we are actually going to be managing and owning that as well so we'll get into that in a little bit but that announcement did come out um, located in Westchester so uh, for those local to the Cincinnati area you probably are familiar with where Topgolf is right up 75, uh, shares a parking lot basically with that right next to Holtman's Donuts and Duluth Trading Company, and in the proximity of uh, basically a football throw away from where the recently announced uh, Bass Pro Shop will be going as well. So that has been in the works and in the talks for uh, many, many years, and they did decide to move forward with that project right about the same time um, conveniently for us that that we were negotiating and talking to the owners of that property about our taproom location. So everything has kind of fallen into place really perfectly for us and um, has been the driver of, I would say, a fair amount of, of stress for us. So the kind of the culmination of that announcement last week was pretty exciting for us, something that it really is just the beginning we're working through a lot of plans to make that space feel more like Sonder, but also a, a place that feels a little bit different than this as well. So it feels a new need, but also still will feel like what our, our brand is. So um, we just wanted to get behind mics and talk a little bit about that. And um, why don't we just jump right in. I, Chase, let's start with you. What is it about this location that you are excited about?
3: I guess I'm excited about uh, just getting our, our name out there more, uh, you know, a little bit closer to downtown Cincinnati. Um, a lot of people don't travel uh, this far north, it, it seems, uh, to check out Saunders. So hopefully this will give uh, people the ability to, to kind of get to know us and, and try some of our product that maybe uh, don't travel up this far.
2: What about Jen? What about you?
0: I love the location. I love the new space, or or once we get it built out, what, what it's going to be. But um, I do. I agree with the visibility from Seventy Five and the traffic there, as well as just a a new tap room. Uh, guests who won't drive to Mason, but who will stay near that Westchester area. Um, And similar to what we have here, lots of tourists end up in Westchester, which I love as well. Um, Between businesses, uh, sporting events, people staying there. Um, So I think it's a great opportunity for us to reach that sort of market, Midwest market as well.
2: What about, Danny, I'm curious to get your perspective. So for us, we've known about this for six or eight months and have been working towards it so for you with it being relatively still fresh and maybe not as intimately close to the project as what we have been what, what was your take on it and what's your what was your take when you first heard it and how has that kind of evolved in your head as you've as you've uh wrapped your mind around it a little bit more
1: yeah i knew we were looking for a second location it's been talked about for a while now um i wasn't part of the process for, you know, looking at other locations and finding spots. Um, So I really just have the tap house as an example, and uh, I'm very bullish on it. I think it could do just as well as our current tap room here. I think the location is incredible. Something that location will get that this one doesn't is, like, the walkability of it, Um, you know, with how many, like, apartment buildings are there, uh, other businesses that people will frequent and spend time at. um, I think it's going to really, really get some good walking traffic, but I also think similar to here, there's not a ton of places to just go grab a beer, and I think that we're filling a niche there for that as well. Um, A lot of folks in that area, like hanging out in that area and not leaving that area, so giving them an opportunity to enjoy our beer uh, closer to home is really, really fun. Um, You know, we talked about it a little bit in the press release, but I think it's really cool that through Home Delivery, we kind of found how big of fans those folks over on the west side suburbs uh, think of our beer and uh, it's fun that you know we're kind of coming to their backyard and giving them an opportunity to enjoy our beer. So I'm really bullish on this site. I think it's really cool. It's a beautiful space. It needs some work but um, I think it's a great opportunity to make it feel like Sonder but also give its own unique identity and um, really just be a second space for people to enjoy Sonder.
2: Haley, how are we going to do that from your perspective? So So <laughs> The the person that, that really manages that side of the business for us, if you were to walk into that right now, it looks like what was a pizza joint and uh, was a full-service restaurant with servers and booths and all of that stuff, right? How are we going to turn this into Sonder?
4: So I'm excited um, because I think we can bring our brand over there. Um, we're going to kind of do some of the same highlights of, as our current tap room. A big welcoming bar. You know, our staff can kind of sit and chat with a big group of people. Um, we're going to do the order window with a similar setup to we have in our current tap room. Um, so, you know, guests who want to just grab a bite, sit down at a table, can do that. But then, if you want to sit at the bar, hang out with our staff, learn more about our beer, you can still have that kind of connection. Um, and then, we're also going to try to just bring our style and our brand into the space um, with the furnishings and the colors and just, um, you know, kind of our flags and our decorations and fun stuff like that.
2: Awesome. So, Chad, we sell a lot of beer over there currently with outside sales. How do you anticipate this building over time with our partners over there? I mean, and, and, and I guess said differently as, as that space. So, we, we fought for a long time in Mason to try to partner with the businesses around here and realize that um, rising tide raises all boats, right? Um, how do you anticipate that shape, taking shape
5: in Butler County? So I think the, the one thing that we battled in in Mason and Warren County when we first opened uh, was that we were new, new to the block, right? Brand new. Um, and big shiny building and lots of uh, reputation that preceded us on, you know, some experience with Chase and the, 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 quality of the beer that was expected to come out of this place. So we were originally viewed as competition, but over time we, we've proven to be partners in, in the, uh, in the Mason area and other, other locations, but, uh, I, combating that, that, uh, apprehension people had of, we were competition. Um, it was real, but after a while, and this might sound arrogant, but we couldn't be ignored, uh, People are going to drink, you betcha. People are going to drink Voss wherever they go. And they don't just have to have it here, right? So if you wanted, if, if other locations started learning that they wanted to bring those people into their establishment, they needed to carry our beer. Uh, we have that equity going into this location versus when we first started at the other one. So I think that we will be viewed. I've actually had uh, accounts reach out to me and already congratulate us and welcome us to the neighborhood. Um, so I think that they're excited. It's going to grow our brand, and it's going to grow uh, the desire for our beer and hopefully increase sales in Butler County as well for our other partners uh, instead of having to combat that new brewery feel where we're, you know they feel like we're trying to take people out of their bar into ours.
2: Do you anticipate that being challenging?
5: <sighs> There's going to be a few cases where it might be, but I think overall, um, like I said, we've we've built up the recognition over the last couple of years that um, I think people are going to be more excited about it. They're going to have more demand for our beer in other establishments. Um, they're going to want to support us just as much as we're going to want to support them. We've become great partners with uh, some places around here where we, it truly is a partnership where we go out and support them they come support us and i think it'll be the same thing over there.
2: Yeah. And and we already have a presence over there. It's not like we're going in right. to a new market. Exactly. Right? We yeah. we have beer there. It's it's 9 miles from our current facility, but i i think that there is a little bit of a different plan of attack if you will mm-hmm. uh for that partnership there just given the fact that there is a little bit of a reputation now for our brand versus just right. kind of flying by the seat of our pants as we as we launched this market so i i would say i would say from that perspective i, I think I, I i certainly agree with you um but i i think that it's it's going to have to be uh an education if you will yes a little yeah. bit still
5: um i just think it's not going to be as much as it was when we first opened here yeah for right? sure it's for definitely sure. going to be there
2: and we were strategic with that when we when we were planning for it as well, right? And, and that's that's the difference of uh launching a, a tap room in a brand new market versus just expanding upon what we would you know, depending on how you look at it, what you would consider kind of your backyard. Right. So um Jen, how do you how do you anticipate the brand fitting into what is already there in terms of the consumer? So Danny mentioned our our learnings from home delivery right our uh, number one and number three zip codes of delivery were in Butler county right so it's it's already a little bit there but how do you anticipate the Saunder brand and 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 how it is included in what is currently over there
0: sure <clears throat> I think um, there's a lot to be said about an area that grew really fast I, I mean they literally went from huge amounts of farmland to huge amounts of people in 20 years basically 25 years um the area brought in a lot of businesses that were not local and more regional sometimes even national and there's a place for that and and there's great fit for that but I think a lot of that market that's in Butler County is now sort of yearning more for local and I think what we found here was that the more people came into our tap room and talked to our staff um, and just sat and experienced who we are as a company, they realized, like, well, this, this is a great company, and I like having them here, and I enjoy their products as well. So they get to know not just the brand, but just literally the overall experience of Sonder. And I think bringing a tap room to another community is going to do the same thing. Because they're not necessarily going... I can't even tell you how many people... I had someone the other day from from my son's high school say, you actually make your beer there? I mean, they've been in our tap room like 17 times. <laughs> they Yikes. literally didn't even know we made our own I hope beer. that
2: person is listening, and I want that person to know that they are not very observant.
0: So 17 <laughs> times Yikes. they've been in here. They've seen, probably seen the tanks in the back. They're still processing this... Versus can't my
2: mind around that. <laughs>
0: buying a Budweiser that's produced in wherever, could be Ohio, it might not be, might be 100 miles away, they're still processing that this is really, truly a local brand mm. that is produced here in their community, and they're just it takes people a long time to realize all of those things. And the more experience you can give them with your people, I think the better um, they understand you and then the better they like your products, even if they liked it before, then they're like, Oh my gosh, I like it even better now.
1: Yeah. I like your, your aspect of like the people, Jen, um, you know, our, our staff specifically. Um, I think that's something that's a, a people come to find out here when you frequent Saunders that, um, it, funny enough, a good amount of the table here is not from Cincinnati, but you know a large part of our staff here is from not only the Cincinnati area but like largely the Mason Kings area. so you feel like you're hanging out with people that you grew up with or people that are in your same community when you come and get a beer here. We also have a lot of staff members from that side of town as well um and I was like trying to pick up on. Yeah, I'm like a trends guy, so, like, when I was looking at all the comments from our social media post about the new location, I was trying to see, like, all right, what is, like, if I can, like, bucket some of the responses here, like, what are the general things that we're seeing from our consumers, Um, and so many people are like, oh, like, this is closer to home, that's great, or, um, you know, I already come and visit the Mason location, I'm excited, I don't have to travel 20 to 30 minutes for it. I can just go to it in my backyard. Um, So I think people are going to be really excited to, you know, feel like we're a part of that community as well, similar to how we've done that here, where um, it's not a big business coming in and building a brewery and trying to serve you beer. It's people that are from this area making beer in your community, supporting your community. Um, And I hope that our tap house location will have that similar community feel. And I'm confident it will with the team that we have.
0: I I, I want to say one other thing. Um, we, we live, a lot of people sort of went back and forth. Was this a good location for us in Mason? How are we going to support a tap room? We have all these corporations around us, but we're not in a strip mall with all restaurants, right? So it's different. But I think one of the things that makes us special is our, Connection with corporate happy hours and the fact that we literally dedicate a staff member to set, helping set up events and just helping them navigate. Hey, we have a space for your team. If you just want to hang out for two hours, we can accommodate that. There's no because there is no server. We don't have that table turn per se, and we're here to help you do something nice for your team that you that you're working with, whether it's casual or you set up an event, but I think that's been something specific to us here that we'll be able to carry over to that location. Um, And hopefully that, I think it brings in a lot of people who don't know us because they show up for the happy hour and then they're like, oh, pleasantly surprised, I like it here, I like the the product. So I think that's another thing we will carry over to that location um, as well.
2: What's, What's something over there, Chase, that we don't have here that you're excited about?
3: Wisconsin cheese
2: curds. <laughs> <laughs>
5: well,
2: well, there you go. Um, I guess okay. we don't have a chef yet, but we've already got a menu item.
1: Mark me down for excited about that as well. <laughs> you betcha. We're already
3: uh, reaching out to some of our, our old contacts back in Green County, Wisconsin. So we'll get some
5: Shout out
2: some Green County. <laughs> well, what about
3: physically about the space? Oh, physically? Oh, it's nice. It's <laughs> uh, I mean, for the the uh, the event center, I think will be nice uh, that the room that we're going to have uh, available for people to uh, to rent out. I think will be great, and you know, to add on to, to Jen's point, the corporate companies that come in and rent out that space do bring in a lot of people that um, wouldn't have uh, you know uh, being able to uh, to see Sonder and to be part of it and bringing them in uh, for the first time, and then hopefully them enjoying their time there and their and the you know the beer and the food. Uh, will allow them to see our product out in Kroger and purchase it more.
2: Yeah, I think one thing Haley mentioned having the walk-up window still, keeping the model the same is absolutely the plan. We will also have the ability, if you're sitting at the bar, to be able to order food sitting at the bar. That's something that that we aren't currently able to do, given just the difference of, of businesses within us and Brew River that I'm pretty excited about. I, I, I know, at least for Liz and I, if we go out somewhere, if it's an option, most of the time we'll sit at the bar, whether we're eating or not. Um, not always, but a lot of times. And so I think that will, just that experience in itself, will lend the bartenders the ability to um, communicate a little bit differently and and um, certainly on a not-so-busy shift be able to to communicate uh about our brand and and uh our food and you know if it's wisconsin cheese curds like oh yeah one of our owners is from wisconsin and that's where these came from so on and so forth right so it lends itself just a little bit more of that um homely feel i think um that that we we don't often have the ability for here as well as the intentionality of being able to Design some things out, learning what we've done here, even just the layout of the bar, right? What we've what we've learned from that to be able to carry over to there, I think is is going to be something that we pick up some um, efficiencies for, and I, I think that's something that we haven't talked a ton about that that will be a big difference.
3: Yeah, I know that you know, I guess what, uh, from a production aspect, one thing I'm excited for is. Because um, right now, you know, we'll do like kind of a goofy specialty one-off beer, um, but a lot of it, of, of that volume is is heavily, um, you know, being you know sold in our tap room. So having a second tap room location gives us the ability to do these these fun, goofy, more experimental beers. Because then we have two tap rooms that give us the ability to actually do a, a production size that that makes sense for us.
2: Yeah, that, that I mean, we haven't even we haven't even. Roach that subject yet and that's that's something that to your point now you have to you have two locations it, it keeps what we're doing on Chad's team a little more um, directed and and intentional
1: uh, I've got two questions for you guys I was holding him for this podcast because I was curious uh, but I knew it would be good content too um, so you guys did spend a good amount of time looking for a second location um, what was important to you when you were looking you know what were the main things you really wanted out of a second location um, and why do you feel like the tap house location that we have ended up being the best option
2: does anybody want to <laughs> go first or, or do you
0: it's kind of a loaded question because I told someone the other day well when we first started looking uh, we had certain criteria in mind and then we sort of shifted again and then we shifted again yeah. and it was like our geography shifted, what we needed shifted, you know, did we want lots of parking? Did we not want, like, do we want warehouse? Do we not want warehouse? There were so many things that changed over the course of this. I think we finally came to this location, and the decision to pull the trigger on it was because it was right at the time. Does that make sense? Um it it is a great location. It does fit our team, it, it, and we do love it. Um, but it's very different than some of the other things we looked at.
2: Chase, were you going to say something, or Haley? One of the two of you leaned in the mic there. I,
4: I was just going. Gonna... Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was going to say, um, based on what you were mentioning earlier, I think there'll be a little bit. More of a intimate feel to this space, um, which to Jen's point, we were looking at a bunch of different spaces, and I think we could have made kind of a more industrial space work if you know our goal was to have warehouse and have that. But it's nice because I love our tap room; it's super fun. You know, it's you're in the action; you're in a large production facility with a tap room with a nice outdoor space, but it's also nice because we're now having our brand be a cozy intimate you know chat with your bartender enjoy a nice meal have your corporate happy hour and it's I like this space because we're able to go into a different feel and then still express our brand.
1: Haley did you feel like the tap house not being connected to uh, something that would have served another purpose like warehouse production or anything like that? Do you think like that opened it up for you and gives you more options for what the feel's is going to be? Um, or what, what did cause that decision to not have um, a dual purpose at the second location?
3: I mean, in, anytime you deal with, you know, the warehouse side, it's going to be more industrial. You got to have, you know, 53-foot semi-trucks going in and out. So it just kind of doesn't, isn't, Super cohesive, you know, cohesive with having kind of a more a customer experience tap room. I
2: I would, hmm. I I think I would differ a little bit from Chase's initial opening comments. Um, I think at this point, so, Chad, you mentioned earlier that you felt like your comments sounded arrogant. Um, I would say it just sounded like something Joe Burrow would say. So if you think he's arrogant, <laughs> then maybe. But um, I, I say that because this statement might sound arrogant as well. I think, Chase, most people have heard of our brand at this point. I, I don't think the idea of this expands our brand to people who haven't heard of us. I think it raises their awareness because they're going to see it. So I think, I think most people have heard of our brand – I think there's a fair amount of people who drink our product who have never been here. But I think most people have heard of us at this point. We're the 7th or 8th largest brewery in the city at this point. We're in 50 Kroger stores around Cincinnati. If you know beer, you probably have heard of us. I think it expands the visibility. Danny, to answer your question, for me, this was a no-brainer because 300,000-plus cars per day drive up Interstate 75, up and down. And... Every single day, almost three hundred and sixty, however many days a year they're open, top golf has a weight, and because they 're putting one of the largest bass pro shops in uh, however many state region right down the street, and because people travel from other states to shop at IKEA and because people go to Union center or liberty Liberty Center for something and so, albeit I'll, I'll i don 't think it I, I don't think there's a, a huge awareness shift by, by this location. But I think the trial shift is massive. I think it's people that will stumble upon, oh, Saunder, I didn't know they were there. Or people that say, oh, I've, I I drink, you betcha. I see it at a bar. I really like that. But I've never been over to Mason. Mm -hmm. The difference between what we currently have and what our other place is. So the second answer to your question, why I love it. It's going to feel, the consumer base is going to feel likely largely different than this. When you come to Sonder currently, you are planning to come here. So mm-hmm. you're you're we're driving think, off of Mason Montgomery Road mm-hmm. onto our six acres, and you're sitting here for three or four beers probably. For sure. And you may be bringing your kids. You might be coming for a happy hour. You might be coming for something. But you didn't stumble upon us here,
1: mm-hmm. right? We're, we're uh, As my marketing 101 textbook would say, we're a destination. We are a destination. We planned on coming here, not if, stumbled if, upon it. That's right. Yeah.
2: You, even, even if you are on, driving on Mason Montgomery Road, you're, you, you might say, is it Saunders somewhere over here? Mm-hmm. But if you don't know, you don't know. You're not going to see it. When you're, in, yeah. when you're at, at the tap house, we're going to probably get consumers who go, hey, uh, let's grab a beer after we go to Ikea. Mm-hmm. Or let's, let's grab a beer after we go to Top Golf, Or uh, uh, let's pick up a six-pack before we go to the movies. Or let's grab a beer after dinner. It's going to feel a lot more like mom and dad on date night going there not just accidentally stumbling upon it, or, or sorry, not, not planning a destination for it like you do here, right? It's the opposite. You're going to stumble upon it. Or the family that's driving down 75 that has to get off the exit because they need a meal and gas and a bathroom break, right? That's where I would say that's, that's to me, that was why this was the perfect spot. It's literally frontage off of 75, with the, with the available signage. And it's the opportunity to be included into the entertainment of what is over there. Add to it everything else everybody's already said, right? The, the idea that, you know, I mean, I would be remiss if I didn't say the, the, the numbers financially, it's going to make sense as well.
1: Uh, I did want to say, though, Jen, when you were telling Macy and I about this and how many, you ran the stat of how many people drive up and down 71. I was like, the 75. Only, 75, thank you. Uh, the only hill I'm willing to die on for this place is, like, the it'll be the best marketing spend we've ever made if we can get a massive Saunder Brewing facing 75, like, on our building. Like, just the amount of eyeballs that we'll see that will do better than, you know, any display in Kroger, any social media ad I ever do, any ad we ever take out in the paper, whatever it is, like, that will be the best marketing spend on pure eyeballs. And it's not going to be the best hit rate because... 0.01 percent of people that see the sign are going to come to us but that 0.01 percent is a really big number when you talk about how many people drive up and down 75 so i'm really excited about that um
0: yeah and we touched base on if we want to expand north to toledo even detroit kentucky everybody drives through here mm-hmm. all the way from florida detroit and
2: before we get asked we're not actively pursuing currently anything in in, Detroit anywhere anywhere else like we are very focused on making this but even the counties
0: we are already dedicated to delivering to yep most of those people drive up and down 75 at some point
2: yeah and then then what to what to, to piggyback off of what Chase said initially is then because of the accessibility of this hopefully it drives trial of people who have had our beer but never been to our location, who then will come back and then drive the trial of, oh, I should probably check out their production facility as well mm-hmm. or their, their larger production facility. We'll be brewing um, a very, very small amount of product at this location.
1: How, how small? Not large. <laughs> one one Not barrel, at all. 31 <laughs> gallons annually. Uh, my, I'm going to send this to my marketing professors because they're going to love it. But it also adds to my two-and-a-half number of you know, instances where people see the on brand. That's an easy one right there where, oh, yeah, I saw them at Kroger, and then I saw that sign on 75. Now, all of a sudden, it just takes them seeing it at a bar once or seeing us on social media for us being ingrained in their brain. So I love that, ingrained in the brain. Brain.
0: In the membrane.
1: It's almost as if it's insane in the membrane. (laughs) Chad, you were going to say something? I stole the mic from you,
5: sorry. Well, I was just thinking that, you know you guys have talked about the the, the it's going to feel like Sonner, but be different because of just limitations on the building and the the green space and you know the things that are different between the two and we'll have it's still going to be saunder but you're going to have a Sonner location for depending on the occasion
2: right exactly
5: um baseball team we've got room bring 20 kids and they can come run around and and play football outside and you can still sit down as a group and have your beers and great food here. Or if you want to go on date night and you want a little bit more quiet, intimate setting, you'll be able to go to our other location. Still same product. Um, Great staff. That's something I wanted to go back to is we're talking about the personnel and the feeling, adding to that feeling. We don't have high turnover at all in our, in our bar staff. And so when you go into Sonder, whether it's here or there, I don't know what the plan is on whether it'll be split shifts between the two. I assume that there will be. Um, But you can almost guarantee that if your normal happy hour is every Wednesday, you're going to see the same bartender every Wednesday unless they're on vacation. Right. And that's something that we, we constantly see here is people come here because they know the bartender, they're the same person every week. And they pick up a conversation that they ended a week ago and they jump right back into it when they come in and you feel like a regular here. Um, so I imagine that'll be the same over there. Yeah. But we have we have a location, like I said, for every occasion, um, but still feeling, with with your guidance, uh, still feeling like Sonder. I think that's going to be really important.
4: Yeah, I think continuing our bar culture over there is going to be super important. Yeah. Best case scenario, I'm hoping, well, fortunately to your point, we have very low turnover with our bar staff. They've already asked if they can work over there. So I'm hoping... It'll be kind of a mix of our current staff wanting to either work at both locations or transfer to one and then adding new staff um, to keep, you know, the Wednesday day bartender that you go to chat with every day. Yeah. And, you know, I, Tyler's on the bar right now and some guy came in and they just start talking about whatever they were talking about last time they came yep. in and that's a really fun feeling for us, especially because... We do very high volume sometimes, so for those connections to have that small town, small bar feel is pretty special, too.
1: I also think it's just a really cool opportunity. It's twofold. Um, I think we all get really excited around here when we're able to hire new people. Um, It feels like we're, you know, bringing people along for this really fun ride that we're all on. Um, So I'm excited for some new team members over there. Um, But then I'm, like, also really excited for those new team members to get a chance to Build up relationships with, you know, those folks that do make the tap house their uh, Wednesday lunch location with a friend, or uh, their Thursday after work beer with a coworker, or something like that. You know, I think that um, those instances that become habit. Uh, and something you, like, look forward to. Um, And the fact that, you know, our staff loves their job so much and enjoys what they do as much as they do uh, plays into that habit and experience for people. I'm really excited for us to have more experiences like that for our customers and our fans. So I'm really, really excited about that. It's going to be fun to build out a team over there and uh, bring them along for this ride. Also,
2: if there's any kind of of food product that we could pick to be attached to our building as a business already it's probably donuts
0: i know right
1: it's
2: probably the most universally loved piece of food that our team likes
1: Check got that ball rolling hot by just walking over there like during our walkthrough the other day i, I peer pressured him into it
4: though i, I love it i'm here.
1: I, I mean i love peer pressure so. donuts
0: let's go I,
2: yeah it was pretty cruel in the middle of a fast but <laughs> but nicely done, nicely done.
4: Did you not have any? Oh, okay, sorry. <laughs> uh, I mean, uh, I definitely no, definitely didn't have
2: any. I, let's just—I <laughs> reset the next day. All right. Okay. I didn't have as many as I would have otherwise, though.
3: Yeah, I saw you did not have a, a whole one. I, I didn't. I I, I, I ate I, your partial. You did.
2: You did. <laughs> I, I broke it in. I broke it into a small piece. uh I, I you know, we joke about that, but. There's some cool opportunities there with things like that, right? So I think about – I bring that up because over here we've done some cool stuff in terms of whether it's collaborations or utilizing those other local parts or local businesses. Haley, you do a great job with your team of having the local markets during the Christmas season and other 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 times of year. We're going to have a whole new opportunity of that, right? So I even think about we've already – and by the way, if any of them are listening – Westchester Township's been awesome in one week reaching out to us and finding ways to partner with us. The first conversation we had was already about how do we replicate something like our Oktoberfest we do here over there. They're they're interested in that, right? So <laughs> shutting down the parking lot and and utilizing all of that open space in the parking lot or collaborating with Holtman's Donuts and having a a, a beer donut beer of the month or something like that, right? There's there's a lot of other really cool stuff that tie into being a part of another community, but still close enough to home base where it feels like it, we're, we've just really just largely expanded what has become our backyard,
3: hopefully. Yeah, I really want to do a Armachillo IPA, be a cold IPA.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, That'd be awesome. Armachillo
3: is an underwear brand at fact uh, Deliz- <laughs>
1: <laughs> so that- I have heard good things about that underwear. The commercials are great. That's all I wear. I, I'm, wearing, I'm wearing some right now, really? bud. Oh, Not armachillos, though.
2: I'm more, uh, of a, I'm more of a bullpen kind of guy. Mm, and if no you know... It, no what's that? No free ads. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you, if you know, you know. But um, I know. And so does Chase.
1: All right. No, uh, Westchester Township. Um, we want to be a part of your community. We're excited to be a part of your community. You know, we dove into this community here, and I, I'm confident we're going to do the same thing over there.
2: What were you going to say, Haley? You leaned in. Go ahead.
4: No, I just think it's a big deal that Westchester recognized and is already trying to implement some of those things because it's, you know, Oktoberfest and events like that, they're a lot of work for our staff, but they're not really meant for us. They're meant to be a community event. So if we're able to pull off similar feelings in that location and make Westchester feel like we're a community center for them too, it's a big win.
2: Yeah, I, I, and that goes all the way down the list, right? It goes to the local community, it goes to the people that live there, it goes to the businesses that are there. Being a part of that, um, you know, the schools, right? Like all of the ways that we can continue to partner with that through our charitable giving and and all of the things that we do, it it really does extend well beyond the four walls of our tap room. Uh, let's uh, let's wrap up with something a little bit fun here. Uh well first of all, so so Danny or Chad uh or Haley, do you guys have questions for the three of us um to ask ask us as as kind of the ownership group here as we were going through this? Any other questions you have for us that, that you'd like to ask as we were making this decision?
1: Uh I, I kind of popped off my like how'd you come up with that location type question? I'm always curious about um you know the business aspect of that of what was important to you when you were looking and why you decided on that um what is something that you know because you guys have been doing this since 2017 and you built this place from the ground up and uh I know you guys are the first people to admit that over the last five years you've learned a lot what is something that you learned from this building that you're going to do differently over there that you realized? First, I get dibs, dibs, (laughs) dibs.
2: Uh, We will make the bar space itself feel more intimate. So um, I can give you some practical examples. We've talked about how the vibe will feel a little bit different. Like even just having a window to pick up food if you've ordered it where the bartender can turn around and grab it. But even to the point where if it's a... Let's say it's a slower day. Somebody walks up, they sit down, they order a beer. The bartender will st- will be close enough to that person still in proximity while pouring the beer to still be able to communicate and not feel like they've walked across the building to pour their beer.
1: Eliminating steps. Eliminating some <laughs> That's steps. A big thing in uh, like restaurant efficiency. Yeah. Um, what, are you, what are you, Gordon Ramsay, <laughs> over there? Like, what's? No, I'm really talking about my education a lot today. Uh, but like, one of my... bar rescue. <laughs> one of my, I do love bar rescue. Uh, but, no, like, one of my economics classes, like, talked heavily about, um, you know, the phrase too many cooks in the kitchen and, like, the efficiencies of stuff like that. Um and it's, like, always really, really beneficial for your company if you can eliminate physical steps. So that's really, really cool, and I think it will make it more intimate. Yeah. Oh.
2: Chase, Chase or Jen? Jen, you look like you're ready to go. What do you got?
0: No, I, I was going to say they – Blinds that were already built in that blocked the sunlight. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it blew my mind. It was like
3: Ooh. push of
2: a button, they go right down.
0: That was that it's was beautiful. We, it's one thing we've wanted here for a while is blinds on the windows that because we get that, I guess sunset, and it blinds one particular spot at the bar, and so you'll see that just be open.
2: Yeah, I had somebody <laughs> complain right at to me five the other o'clock
0: day. or whatever. <laughs>
2: She's like, this is really brutal. I I get it. All right, like,
3: <laughs> Chase. Um, I mean, there's a there's a few small things uh, that you know we'll, we'll button up on, but I think it'll be easier for us to kind of transfer over there with just you know just SOPs. Um, you know, having just more of our of our team that goes over there, understanding our our quality needs and 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 wants, just kind of easy. Uh, easy to transfer over to the new facility.
2: Haley, do you have an answer? You don't have to answer. I just didn't know if you did, given the fact that your role kind of on all of this. You looked at me like I shouldn't have called out the lady who called me out, so I'm sorry about that. No,
4: I was just going to say something sassy and chose not
1: to.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I can keep going. You want me to keep going? (laughs) We're going to add a few more TVs, so you'll actually feel like you'll be able to watch a sporting event a little bit different than you do here which we've we've learned from we are I mean we're still adding to that here. We will um have more soundproof and paneling right away. Right away. More, more outlets. More, <laughs> more outlets. outlets. The yeah.
0: fireplace outside I love. Yeah, the, uh, the outdoor not, space. We know, yep. we're, we'll
2: see. Um I mean I can I can keep going. We we will our seating will be very intentional just like it has become here. But I mean there's just so many things. There's so many things we've, we've learned from this place and now are able to invest in differently. Um, you know, we'll, we'll be able to utilize the tap handles a little bit differently, reposition our crowler station a little bit differently. Like practically there's a lot of, a lot of things we can do differently. Um, all right, let's go down the list. I'm going to start with Jen. I already know Chase's answer, but I'm going to start with Jen. If if your job at the next location, all right, Jen, okay. you're in, your job is uh, the chef and managing the food. Okay. What, what would that food look like for
5: you?
0: Oh, gosh. Um, oh, I already have a list going, by the way. I'm, I'm right. ready to do this menu. How thing. many different types of nachos <laughs> are there in yeah. this list? Yeah. Nachos would be on there for sure. Yeah. Mac and cheese is going to be on there or cheese curds. I'll take either. Oh, uh, Don't have to be mutually
1: exclusive.
0: I don't see. I, I'm not a. I'm not a like pizza place. I, I like a big mix of everything. If it's got a little Mexican, a little pizza, a little nachos, a little, like that's more my style. You would just say. would
2: just do bar food, just
0: tavern just, food. Yep. Just give me a few options and make them be really good. I I like certain ingredients, certain quality of ingredients. That that, that would be definitely on my list.
2: Okay, Haley.
0: Um, I'm a big proponent for
4: um trying to. Cook seasonally and locally, so I would love to have a menu that um, updates, you know, a little bit with what's in season and kind of highlights that, especially if we're able to locally source some products. Um, Definitely would like to tie some food into, like, the style of beer that we generally do well in, German style. So, um, you know, cheese, pretzels, bratwurst, maybe pierogies. I yep. did take Chase's. Yep, it was I virtual. knew.
2: I mean, I, that's just cruel. I know you I know. didn't even give him his moment.
0: <laughs> Chase and I spend a lot of time together, so we have a similar <laughs> menu. <laughs> I would say, going back for the marketing perspective, it's nice to be able to say uniquely crafted food and beer. Like mm-hmm. that's our that's our mojo, right? Like that's who we are. So,
2: yep. yep. And obviously, we're excited about this. Like for those listening, like. We, we have a good relationship with Brew River. This is not, for us to be excited about this is not to say anything negative about Brew correct, River. Correct, correct. We're, yes. just, we're just excited about this being a different element of our brand that we can now uh, put a little focus on. We're, we're incredibly grateful and thankful for them
3: um, and what they do for us here. Uh, Chase, do you want to
2: give your answer? Haley just gave it, but.
3: Yeah, I guess the, the same concept with, with, with what Haley said, but maybe having a fun like, late night dinner menu. Um, I know we haven't discussed, you know, what time we're going to be open until, but it probably will be later. Um, so, having, you know, pierogies at night, cheese curds at night, um, those are the, the two things that I want. <laughs> <laughs> Just <cheese> pierogies <laughs> um, and cheese curds. Well, you know, I'm, I'm also vegetarian, uh, so having, you know, vegan and vegetarian options I think is important uh, f- for myself to have that for customers.
2: Chad?
5: I, along the same lines, um, Small shareables, uh, maybe some small bite snacks, like rotating slider, depending on the uh I thought you'd have way more fun with this well i I mean, I could build a list, but I'm just trying to go like with like a concept of a menu right um, small like lunch portion like three sliders or something that always rotate with our beer or whatever's in season as far as uh, <clears throat> vegetables or any produce, and then like maybe. Two to four elevated entrees, because we did talk about this feeling a little bit different where it is maybe more of a destination date night.
2: Are you trying to take Jeff Ruby's job?
5: No, I'm not trying to take Jeff <laughs> Ruby's job. Uh, but where if, if we're talking about this being a little bit more conducive for a date night, having a few entrees that are constantly rotating depending on freshness of product, uh, to bring someone in and they could get a nice, you know, a nice uh steak or fish or a nice vegetarian pasta or something that they come in and actually really feel like they have a date <clears throat> in a, a great setting at the tap house.
2: Nice. Nice drop in of tap house there.
1: Yeah. Uh I think
2: if you give any other answer than what your answer should <laughs> be, I'm going to be very disappointed. I
1: was literally about to say I think anyone that knows me or listens to this podcast wants me to say pizza here. <laughs> <laughs> Uh,
2: If you don't, frankly, you're just lying.
1: Uh, Wings is a good call, too. Um, I think the thing for me is that um, I I could take or leave pizza being on the menu. Like, I I have my pizza spots that I really like, and if we go with pizza, I'm going to be really excited about that, too. Um, I just think that uh, wings would be great, too, like having a couple different flavor options. The wings would be really fun. Uh, I'm just, like, a I'm like a sides guy. Like, I love, like, being able to choose what I'm feeling to have with my burger, you know. Uh, so I'm just, like, excited for the flexibility of that. Uh, I also am really excited about, you know, this idea of having a chef that we work with directly that does beer pairings. Um, and, like, I think it would be really cool if, like, on the food menu it kind of tells you what beers on the menu will go with that food. Um, I'm just really excited for, like, the marketing aspect of it. Um, and the flexibility. Um, but I think if it were up to me, we would just have a menu full of sides. You can just like piece together, uh, and kind of go from there. But, uh, that's why I'm not in charge of food.
5: So like a late night mashed potato bar. Yeah. Okay. So,
2: so I can't believe you just said, (laughs) um, mine would be, mine would be one of two things. So my favorite style of food is barbecue. Like I love to, I love to smoke meat and cook barbecue and all of that. I wouldn't do that if I was in charge of this kitchen, though. What I what I would do is either all breakfast all the time. It's only breakfast foods, Ron Swanson, dude. All the time, you can just get you can get getta, you could get hash browns, you could get eggs, you can, whatever cinnamon rolls, just French toast, anything. Just just give me basically Waffle House, That's and so you great. could get you could get so creative with it. Like you could have biscuits and gravy, mm-hmm. then the next day could be waffles. Like I mean, you could I mean. I'm telling you, you could, you could you really, you could really do this well. The other thing I would do is just all potatoes in all forms.
0: Oh, Danny so would could not do, like you that. You could do
2: French <laughs> fries. You could do waffle fries, shoestring fries, tater tots,
0: pierogies, potato pancakes,
2: pota- pierogies, potato pancakes. Just, just all the potatoes, and you could add meat if you needed to. You could, if you did a a, a mashed potato bar, you could add bacon to it. You don't have to add meat to it. A tater there's, fight. There's, you, you could add chives, yeah. right? I mean, there's so many things you could do with potatoes. It's very diverse. Um, but th- Those are the two things. Also, this is why I'm not in charge of the kitchen.
0: Very true. <laughs> this is why.
3: There's just two things I would add is deep fried mushrooms and devil's egg.
5: Yes and yes.
0: Devil's Devil Devil eggs? Devil's eggs, Okay.
3: I did okay. not peg you for a deviled eggs kind well, of
4: cake. Well, then I'm going to say, just I think we're going to have a cheesecake factory menu.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, man,
3: that's going to get me a Looking more
4: and
0: more like not like <laughs> a small menu. Like, I really want a cup of bacon. Yeah. So if we can add a cup of bacon, I'll like take just
2: that. bacon all yeah, the time.
0: Just bacon. Now we got homemade
5: cinnamon rolls. So we're opening a bakery as well. <laughs> <laughs> yep.
2: Yep. Um, all right. Well, there you have it. So um, I actually, if if you're. If you are listening to this or watching this, um, I'd love to get some interaction with uh, with our team. Tell us what you're excited about with us uh, with us coming over there, and uh, why, what your initial thoughts were even when you when you heard this. But I would love uh, some interaction here to just to hear from our from uh, our fans and just our our guests and people that are a part of the Saunders story. Let Danny know. Um, contact us at Sonder Brewing. Reach out to Danny and let him know. Um, and then we'd love to follow up on our next podcast. If, if, we, get any, if we get anybody that, that um, reaches out to you, I'd love to hear more about that. If you could just let us know on the next one, you can kind of read to us what people are saying. Yeah, for sure. Uh, because for us, I, and I've, I've said this a few times, it's a really big deal to us. I did not expect it to be such a big deal to the community. So for really for excited. us – it's exciting and refreshing to hear that, right? You, we get bogged down in the numbers of things and the cost of things and everything we're doing here that when we did finally announce it, honestly, I just kind of moved on. And then my world exploded last week when we announced it. So it's cool to, to hear that. But I, I want to hear from, from everybody else what they're thinking as well. So uh, let's hit the last segment. What are you to?
3: What are you listening to? Tonight I'm what are you listening to? What are you listening to? Is it a cover band some college town bar with nine guitars, is it something to
5: get you
2: through? who wants to kick us off?
5: I can go. Okay. It's go really easy. It. Uh the Bengals growl. The Bengals fight song. Yikes. Yeah. <laughs> Yikes.
2: Is that the one that says who day in it?
5: Yeah, the hear those Bengals growling. It's like an old polka song kind of.
2: Is it what is it what leads to the hoodie? Day, day? Is that the song? Uh,
5: every who day. song leads to houday, day. No, man. you know what I'm talking <laughs> yeah. about, pal. That was not very Joe Burrow like. No, it wasn't. But it was, uh... <laughs> uh yeah. Okay, I feel like uh, this might have been my song this point last year. Even if it wasn't, it was. Yeah, and here we are again. <laughs> Who would have thought? Yeah,
1: n- Who not me. Have That's awesome. Uh, Danny, go ahead. Uh, the lows by Quinn ninety two is mine. Uh, he's coming out with the album on Friday. I'm pretty excited about.
2: The lows. Mm-hmm. Is that the name of the song? He's got an album too, right? Coming, coming out Friday. Yep. Okay. Jen, what about you?
0: I'm just going to say Zach Brown. He's classic for me kind of from now on.
3: Okay. I'll go with Bob Marley and the Wailers, Countryman soundtrack. The whole,
2: thing. the whole thing. Just the whole thing.
0: It's all one nice.
2: Nice. Haley.
4: I'm also just going to go with an artist. Um, Sarah Hall. She's a bluegrass mandolin player. Jessica Green took me on a very fancy date one night <laughs> to see her and uh just a, she's a great showman and a talented musician
5: okay
2: um mine's an old song, but um we just we just went to um Liz and I just had a weekend away at, at Red River Gorge and um on our way there, I was listening to a playlist that I have that's just songs everyone knows and um I kept listening, I don't know why, but I kept coming back to the gin Blossoms every time, and sometimes I'd just get in a random, weird, like, 90s music thing, so I'll go with Hey Jealousy. I kept listening to the Gin Blossoms for some reason on our, she fell asleep, naturally, um, on the drive down, and so I, I turned off the audio book we were listening to together because I didn't want her to miss it, and I turned on my 90s playlist and um, ended up with the gin Blossoms, so I listened to that a lot this weekend, um all right, well, uh, I guess thank you guys for for everything here I'm pretty excited about it. I know you guys are too um and thanks for everyone for listening and like I said, let Danny know if you're excited about it um, oh boy Ugh. This song stinks.
0: Oh, I love it!
4: I love it. This is great. It sounds like it's from Wisconsin. I mean, I would
2: love it if I was a Bengals fan, so I get it.
4: It's very polka. Yeah.
2: All right. Cheers, guys.
4: Cheers. Who's <laughs> they?